Snow falls on an old apartment. Inside, the holiday season is in swing. On the first floor, cokes are poured and stories shared among friends. Three flights up, one generation passes down the family recipe to the next. Inside every home, there's magic. Coca-Cola. Real magic. Enjoy the real magic of the season with close friends, family, and refreshing Coca-Cola paired with all your holiday meals. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple. You know what to do. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Big time thanks to Stanley Law Office's Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State and our good, good friends over at Sit Mean Sit Syracuse. Best dog training around, any breed, any dog, any behavior. Go take your pup there and get the best one-on-one training. Free consultations are available. SitMeanSit.com in Central New York. David and his team doing an amazing job. He is on Twitter, at Scott Petoniak, the longtime insider, author, storyteller, TV contributor, doing awesome work now with the Rochester Business Journal, a frequent guest on the ML Sports Platter. We're going to talk some Yankee baseball and some MLB overall, a little Tony Larusa and more. Scott, welcome aboard here uh, again. It's great to have you back, and man, we got a lot to talk about. Hey, it's always great to be on here with you, Mike. So remember when no hitters were fun? <laughs> remember, remember what? Now look, look. I, I'm not. I don't want to be. You know the negative Nancy get off my lawn guy. Although I am getting up there in years, by the way. Uh, but you know, I, I, they used to be special. Uh, you know, we had two right in a row, right on consecutive days. I, the Corey Kluber story, him coming back, and so far what we've seen obviously surpasses the no hitter without a doubt. Just his overall body of work and what he's been able to do. But, Scott, it's too easy. I'm sorry. I mean, this launch angle stuff, the overswinging, uh, that means pitchers are now adding more splits and change-ups. You can just go look at the percentage of what aces are using as far as fastball versus all the off-speed. I just think the no-hitter, we're kind of losing the specialty of it. Yeah, it's, you know, I, 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 you know, and, and baseball's gone through a lot of these different trends, where, you know, too many home runs, and then now, now the – Pendulum obviously has swung way toward the pitcher. This is, you know, we're getting back to 1968 territory here in terms of, you know, ball. Uh, although this is even worse because there's, even, you know, vastly fewer balls being put into play. It's just, it's just an all or nothing game. Strikeouts don't, uh, don't bother anybody anymore. You know, it used to be an embarrassment and stuff, and now it isn't. And, and so, so, so baseball. You know, there's there's larger issues at work here that we've talked about, and you know, I've been on this whole thing for years about the pace of the game, and even more so than the length of the game, it's the pace of the game that they need to speed things up and so forth. But I really believe now, Mike, that this supersedes that in terms of a problem that baseball is facing is that there are not enough balls in play, and you know, the the whole analytical approach here. Of you know the three run home run you know whatever wait for that strikeouts aren't that bad and you know let's let's just wait for that big bop time you know because that's what the percentages say and so forth well 
it's it's made for a game that we both love. It's made it you know harder to watch. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I love the game. Um, and and you know, we I think baseball fans in particular tend to be harder on their game than any other fans. Um, and, mm. and part of it, part of it is, you know, we get part of it is I just think there's a deeper love for it than any other sport, you know, because of the tradition, the history and how it's so intertwined with with who we are as, as, a, as a nation and so forth. But, um, you know, it, it is also a sport that has been so resistant to change or whatever. And I, I think, you know, I think we're getting to a point here um, where the pitchers are too dominant. They have become too dominant. And, you know, I, I have vivid memories of 1968, you know, and Bob Gibson in a 1.12 ERA oh, yeah. and, and Carl Yastrzemski winning a batting title with a 301 average. Um, you know, all those sorts of things. But I mean, see, but see, the difference is, just to quickly add this in before we continue, yeah. the difference to me is that I wasn't around then, but I know the history of the game. I know that year him and Denny McLean were obviously unbelievable. The difference is... There were really, still really, really, really good hitters, and I feel like it was man against man, and the pitcher was beating the hitter, where now there's an idea that's been implemented into how it affects the skill of one of the sides, which is the hitter, with the analytics part, that creates the pitcher to be even more dominant, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole launch angle thing and like, hey, we don't care if you strike out three times. Right. Or, who cares? You know, who, who, was it, who struck out five times recently? Was it was it Sand or Judge? Somebody did. Like Everybody you know, strikes out five yeah. times a game, it feels yeah, like. Yeah, and, you know, and, and, and guys, you know, 200 strikeouts in a season, like, I mean, that would be just, like, be, beyond, um, you know, acceptable uh, in the past, but yeah, no, the, the, they're certainly the approach to the game and the influence of analytics in, in this approach have um, hurt the aesthetics of the game. I guess is the way I would put it. And and you know, it's interesting. I, and, and I kind of like I applauded this hire, and I, I don't know, you know, it really didn't get as much play as I thought it would. But when Rob Manford hired Theo Epstein, I go. That's a good hire. And Theo Epstein, um, you know, he's part of this problem, right? But Theo Epstein realizes it's a problem. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, this might be, this is the way, like, you, you know, percentage-wise to win or whatever. This is this is how we have to do it with the game. But he also realizes that there's, this. it's turned the game into an extremely boring game. And, and it's, it's not a game that is going to, attract younger people, which this, you know, which baseball has had a problem with, you know, going on for a while for a number of reasons, I think. So this, you know, I was hoping, and maybe it'll still happen that, you know, Theo Epstein is going to use that analytical data-driven mind of his to come up with solutions to undo this trend, you know, towards launch angles and blah, blah, and all this, that. And, and you can't, you know, you can't just, um, you can't just change the baseball to, 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 to solve this problem. You know what I mean? Because we saw like the juiced up baseball right over the last five years. And that was ridiculous too. So that contributed to this. Think about it. Cause you know, now I look back and you know, he, he's been a loyal Yankee and he's solid and, and so forth, you know, uh, Brett Gardner and stuff. But now I look back at his home run totals and I'm going, Hmm. Yep. Yeah. That was, that was the juice. And, that he, was the and he's baseball. another one. He can't put the ball in play for uh, anything. He, 
No, and, and, and look, again, he has been a good Yankee. Um, you know, they'll go overboard and retire his number like they do with everybody now. Sure, um, Put it, yeah, give him a plaque, man. 18th ridiculous. place, yeah, give him a trophy, you know, give him a trophy. Yeah, yep. you know, um, it's not enough just to say, like, you know, give him his day and then that's enough. You right know, there that, with Babe Ruth, enough. put him right yeah. in there. Yeah, that's another story, but but um, you know where you know where I stand oh. on that whole thing. But, um, yeah, he's he's overmatched. He just he can't play anymore. I mean, I know he's up to 200, which is... Something you know, in the, when you look at this lineup and, you, and 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 whatever, but it's not just the Yankees. I mean, this is throughout baseball. Is, there's yeah. what, as we speak, there's like three or four, you know, teams that are hitting 250. That that's that's the high water mark right now. And you know, the Mendoza line, like, hey, Mendoza, he, he'd be thriving now. He right? really would be. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you heard. I did a. A few days ago, I did a, a, a podcast just around the bigs where I hop on and just go all over the all, all over the league and storylines right. and injuries and you know division right. leaders and talk about some some things that I've seen and some takeaways just just in general. Uh, and it's a way longer segment now in podcast form than what I used to do. I used to do it on radio all the time, but I got into I got into like diving and as I was talking, clicking into rosters. And there's, there's a few teams, I mean, I know the total average is awful, but there's only a few teams where there's four or five guys with, like, respectable batting averages, Scott. I mean, between, yeah. you know, 235, 240 at the low. But, like, I'm talking, when I say respectable, I'm talking, like, 260, right, 270. I mean, I think right. Johnny Bench is a lifetime, what, 262 hitter, but he was also one of the greatest catchers of all time. But, you know, between that 273, 23, 40, so, you know, it's like Toronto, it's Houston, there's like, and there's a couple other ones. Scott and everybody else, it is, I mean, your eyes will, you can't even believe what yeah. you're looking at. Oh, no. And, and you know, so, so it's, a, it's, it's, there's a, there's a big problem here, and it's got to be addressed. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Theo can be part of the solution since, you know, he helped create this monster. Um, but he's been and, in the office for a long time and nothing's I, happened. I know. And, and I don't right? know what's going on. You know, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, I will say this. Look at, um, you know, I, I'm a purist and traditionalist, but I am not resistant to change. I, like, you know, nobody wants to do, oh, we can't touch anything with this beautiful game. No, you have to. Yeah. I'm sorry. You have to. Because I don't want to see the game die. Okay, I and I got too many people. Oh, you can't do anything. No, you can't. I don't care if it takes a freaking pitch clock to speed this game up. Put the clock in. You know, if that's what I don't care, purists on that. You know, I want the game to to survive and thrive and so forth. So hopefully, you know, he's really they're really looking at the, the, the experimentation of things that they're doing in the independent league, and I don't believe. And God forbid that we go from 60 feet, 6 inches, you know, to 61, 6, you know, like, oh, my God, that's going to change everything. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know, we can't do that. Like, oh, the records are the records were destroyed during the steroid era, by the way. So let's let's not even go there again. They got to look at things. They've got to look at how can they make this a better game? Because you know what? You know, I can I can talk about Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle and this and that, but the the reality is the athletes today are bigger, stronger, faster. You know, and, and we don't get to see them make plays, and that is a huge part of this game. Like you know, I like defense. I like guys running. I I like throws. 
You know, we're not seeing enough of this, Mike. You're like, okay, boom, oh, wow, their exit velocity, and that thing went 437 feet. It was out of here, out of here in 190. And now, you know, I mean, I'll criticize, you know, we in the media, too. Like, we're so fixated on that. We have to watch every freaking ball game. we got to, you know, all right, let's look at that. And uh, and the arc of that, you know, fly ball, and, and the, you know, it, it's good to a certain extent. But now, like, these, you know, like – Broadcasters are so overly dependent on this crap, you know, like, uh, you know, and, and, but anyway, so having gone on that rant, but to go back to Corey Kluber, I think is a, it's a hell of a story. Um, you know, and I enjoy watching him pitch because, you know, he isn't one of these, you know, six foot eight, you know, throw 102 mile an hour pitchers. He's, he pitches and I enjoy, I enjoy that aspect of it. Um, and I thought, like, I mean, the number of curveballs and change-ups and stuff that he threw the other night and the way his ball moves, particularly side to side, is, is, is very unusual. You know, we usually see up or down, right, with a lot of movements and, on pitches and stuff. So, you know, and, and I was, you know, I was looking back to Mike, like, you know, it's the 12th no-hitter in Yankee history. And so we like to rank things or whatever. So I was just looking through and they've had some incredibly historic no hitters and some incredibly emotional ones, you know, I mean, you know, obviously Don Larson's significance in the world series. And then, you know, the having, uh, you know, David Cohn, uh, uh, on the day that Yogi and what a and, day, uh, oh, what a know, day that was. Oh, it's all part of Yankee gosh. lore, right? Is, or yeah. Jim, excuse me. Um, back when they were actually Jim, savages. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and, and Jim Abbott, yeah. you know, oh, Jim yeah. Abbott, I mean, how, it's one of the great, so great moments in baseball history. If you really want to get, but you know, Corey Kluber, it, it's a, it's a middle, it's probably in the middle, you know, of, of these, of these uh, emotional, historically significant no hitters, and and you know, because he has an incredible story. This is a great comeback that we're watching. It really is. I, you know, can he sustain it? We'll see. I mean, he, you know, at thirty five or whatever, but he's looking awfully good, and he is following kind of a career trajectory before he was hurt in that he was traditionally, even in those Cy Young years, he was a slow starter. He had bad Aprils. And and so he's coming back from, and you know, the other, the other cool thing I was thinking the other night is like, which is kind of, again, part of a little bit of that Yankee lore is that here he is, he was Texas the year before and he's, he pitches one game, right? And then this, they had these leftover bobbleheads of him and a, and they gave them out that night. You know, this night they were giving out, you know, uh, Corey Kluber, Texas Ranger bobbleheads. Cause well, why not? You got all they are is taking up space. And he, and he goes, honey, throws a no hitter, you know, for the Yankees. Um, so it, it was, it was all kind of cool, but I, I am in agreement with you. Like, you know, I love. I love a great pizza. I love great homemade, you know, Italian sauce and stuff. I don't want it every day, you know. I mean, I I, I have my limit. Okay, all right, you know, Mike, I've I've had the pizza three days in a row and it's great, but now I'm getting a little sick of it, you know. So and well, hey, you can buy a Corey Kluber no hitter T shirt though. If if you change your mind, you can buy <laughs> you can buy because they make a T shirt for everything these days. Um, yeah. by the way, I I know that you when you read it were like me finding out about the news. This Jeter documentary is just, I mean, I can't wait for this, Scott. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for it. And I'm hoping that there's a, 
there's a part in the in the documentary that focuses in really on you know the last five or six years so many of these analytical geek heads you know oh Derek Jeter no range horrible shortstop all this other stuff I'm going did you ever see like his, his you could make an argument his best play of all time is a defensive play you could make an argument yeah. his second best play of all time is a defensive play he was unbelievable at running in on balls. He was unbelievable at the double plays. He had a million different second base, a second baseman as a double play combo partner. Um, he was great with a jump throw. I'm hoping somewhere in there that they address that this guy is just simply never, ever, ever in a same sentence as the word overrated. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, this is. I'm not. I'm not totally anti-analytics. I mean, some of the data makes sense. Some of it, to me, is just garbage. Um, you know, I um, and, and so forth. Um, haters are always going to hate. Um, and you know, it, it's like too good to be true. We got to rip them. You know, we got to tear them down or whatever. I'm not saying he's perfect. He's, you know, he wasn't perfect. Um, but any argument of the greatest shortstops of all time. He's got to be in there, you know, and if you want to argue, you know, Hannes Wagner, and if you want to argue Cal Ripken Jr. That's I it, mean, though. You can't, yeah, you That's can't it. go down any deeper. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. and the postseason has to come into play. I'm sorry, it is, you know, that that bothers me when people, oh, wow, I, I just can't face Well, no, it, it is part of the, it, it, it's not like, it isn't going to keep you, exclusive, exclude you from there. You know, Dave Winfield or whatever, it's not going to keep you out or, you know, well, it's kept Gil Hodges out, unfortunately, which is stupid, but that's another story um, uh, of the Hall of Fame. But, um, uh, you know, he's he's just, uh, you know, Jeter, and, and I will admire the fact that, you know, he was, was able to do this on the biggest stage without, you know, any major scandals or whatever. And, uh, you know, again, he's not perfect. Nobody was perfect. Um, and... Uh, you know, if this is a, you know, if this is a fairly objective thing, it's going to get into some of that stuff, you know, and how, how he, you know, he was a horrible quote. We understand that. And, you know, Bill Belichick's a horrible quote. And uh, there was a method to both guys' madness. They didn't want to create any controversy. Aaron Judge is a boring quote. And he probably picked that up from, you know, learned that from, from Jeter. Like, just don't, don't make any waves. Just be kind of bland and, so forth. I mean, I don't think Mike. We really saw the true, you know, person like you know the like remove the veneer and so forth until at the end mm. when he could kindly exhale. You know, he finally could exhale and say. And then we saw. I remember that post, you know, press conference. I think it was after the last game at Yankee Stadium, and it was like he, he was like, I can exhale now. Yeah. Like I yeah. gave it all I could give, and uh, there's no need anymore to worry about this or that, you know, and, and I, we were, you just saw a side of him and that press conference went on long, if you remember. And, um, and I really, that was the first time, like, I finally got a feeling of the person, you know, that he wasn't letting me in all that time. And I understand about the strategy behind all that, you know, um, and, uh, you know, but it, it's, it, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And it's, uh, um, you know, ho- hopefully it's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a full-fledged, uh, no-holds-barred and uh, look, um, you know, at an extraordinary career, um, you know, an extraordinary life that 
he's let it. And, you know, let's face it, um, if they're going to get into the, you know, him as an executive, um, he didn't he didn't enter that arena very well. And, you know, the whole thing with a scout who was at cancer, and, you know, you need to go there, I'm sorry, and, and if you're going to let him go, you need to go and do that yourself instead of, like, having somebody else do it for you. That's, that's coward, you know, uh, and, and I hope they get into that. But also then, you know, he hires a female general manager, and I think he needs to be applauded, you know, for making – you know, a move like that as well. So I, I just, again, I just hope it's a, it's an, a, you know, that there's some objectivity here. Cause there was some criticism, you know, with the Michael one that, yeah, they allowed some things, but it was still Michael controlled, you know, didn't want to, didn't want to tick him off or whatever. Yeah. And Jason Hare, I believe is directing the Jeter documentary. He, he directed the last dance. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what happens. And it was funny because so many Yankee fans, um, were coming out after last dance, like, Man, the Jordan Bulls, we got to get something with the 90s. And and the smart ones said that because let's face it, that's our la- that's the last dynasty of the sport. That's the last dominant dominant team. I, I think the Dodgers obviously currently have some potential to equal them, but they've got a long way to go. That 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 Yankee dynasty as time passes, it just becomes more more and more special. Speaking of, I got two quickies to 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 go here, Scott, yeah. and then I'll let you run. Uh, again, Scott Petoniak with us here. Um, Albert Pujol, speaking of the Dodgers, I was right. floored. I was floored that they picked him up. But when you look at what they're trying to do, again, no DH, but they're trying to build you know, some first base depth there. They've got Muncie. they got Pujols. He kills. He still can kill left-handed pitching. As we record this, he, he homered last night. Uh, you know, the more I dive into it, man, it's just it, that's a Dodger move. I think it's a good move. Yeah, it's a good move. Um, you know, that's a team that's been decimated, you know, with injuries and stuff. And so um, I I wondered about it when I first saw it because I'm thinking he's got to go Amer- American League, right? He, you know, he's, he's got to go American League and some team that could, you know, utilize him as a, as a DH or whatever because he's, you know, I mean, he's not, you know, he's not great in the field anymore, but uh, he's passable um, mm-hmm. and, and so forth. So I was... I was really surprised that that's where he went, but it, you know, it, it could prove to be a great movement. And he knows, he knows where he is. Like, look, he's got some milestones. He'd like to get to that 700 mark. It's going to be hard. Um, but he's, he's willing, um, not, you know, it's, it reminds me a little bit, a little bit of the Carmelo Anthony, um, situation with Portland, right? You know, so you're out of the game and everybody thinks, well, that's it. You know, nobody's picking him up, picking him up. So Mello, you know, uh, you know, he still feels he's got game and he, he goes there and he accepts that off the bench role. And it, and he's turned it into a pretty good gig where he's climbed up, you know, on, I think he's what top 10 now, uh, NBA scoring. He might be number 10 all time. He's, he's fulfilled that role off the bench, you know, he's given them quality minutes and so forth. And so, you know, I think, to a lesser extent with Pujols, because I just don't think he has as much left in the tank as as Mello has shown to have. Um, but I, I could see so, I could just see a similar situation where yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna really accept this because you know I yeah in the back of my mind I want these plus oh and by the way it might be nice to get pick up another ring yeah yeah no kidding you know? no kidding uh, in in the final couple minutes I have with you I wanted to end with the Yankees. Um, 
you know, they they Joe Torre used to say it: just win series, right? Like right. you know, and, and when you're below five hundred, get to five hundred and just keep just keep winning series. It's a long year. Blah 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 blah. They've done that as we record this. They've 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 you know the Rays and the Orioles and the Rangers. Okay, but Scott. Even when they get you a little bit excited, and there was some non-home run scoring ways, you know, uh, two out base hits, which I love that stuff. We talked about it earlier. I, I like, you know, being able to manufacture, and, and I'm I'm all I'm all in on the home run. But again, if you balance it out with the other stuff, they've shown glimpses. They always seem to show glimpses. But I'm sorry, I just still don't trust this team. When it matters, I don't trust them against better teams, better pitching, October runners in scoring position down two one in the seventh with two on and two out. Who's going to give you a hit? I don't trust them. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think the pitching is going to hold up, which then means the bullpen will eventually get taxed. That combination with not hitting with guys on base, it's a recipe for disaster. Do you still feel the way I do, or are you coming around with this club? Um, no, I still have concerns because, again, um, you know, I, I think that the over-reliance on the long ball um, uh, will come and, and bite them in the postseason again. You know, it, that's why I want to see a couple, you know, mix in a couple of table setters. I mean, um, you know, what the heck? You know, you know try, try to and, – and, 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 Try to do some small ball things sometimes, and you know that's still not going to get away from your total approach or whatever. You know, you know, don't give me the percentages all the time or whatever. So I would like to see that. I'm a little bit more bullish now, I think, Mike, than you might be as far as the rotation. I mean, I, I'm feeling that maybe you know Kluber can hold up, and that's not a bad one-two punch. I mean, Cole has been everything we've expected. Yeah, he had had a rough outing, big deal. I mean, you know, you know, everybody does, um, but he's he's been outstanding. And if Kluber can come, and Herman, you know, I think uh, he he apologized. He's kept his mouth shut, and he's let his pitching doing. And I think he's rounding into form because he's got a great arm. There's no question about it. And then you know, I, I'm still you know I, I'm still uh, you know a believer in Montgomery. I think he's I'm you know I think he's a decent middle of the rotation guy for you. And, you know, there's, there's the, you know, holding out hope of the Luis Severino return that he can come back and be, you know, the Luis Severino that he was several years ago, you know, for that first half of the season when he was, you know, as dominant as any pitcher in baseball, you know, and you're hoping that, you know, the absence and that hunger and having this thing you love taken away from you, that this is all going to factor in and he can be a, you know, he can become that factor during the stretch run. But I do have, you know, I still have the concerns that you have, um, you know, in terms of when you get into that postseason, it is pitching, defense, and clutch hitting. Yeah. And, um, and, and yeah, I mean, there's just too many streaky uh, hitters, you know, like, I mean, you know, Giancarlo Stanton, and he's hurt again, and, and you know, my goodness, like, you get hurt jogging around the bases. He has not he hasn't been in the field or whatever. I, you know, we got to we got to give we got to give kudos to to Aaron Judge when he is available, and you got to keep your fingers crossed on that. I mean, he's their best player, and he impacts the lineup. 
And there's guys like, you know, I'm, as we talk right now, Lemayhu's hitting 267. Is that going to continue? I don't think so. I mean, it's concerning a quarter of the way through the season. I just think he's too good a professional hitter that it's all like disappeared and I, and even in this year of the pitcher. So I think he's still kind of adjusting a little bit. Maybe, maybe, you know, and I don't know if he feels like the pressure, like, you know, I got my big contract extension and I really want to, I really want to deliver on it. And, you know, and there's no need for him. Like, just go back to being who you are. And if that means like, you know, this year he hits 313 instead of, you know, 340 or whatever. So be it. Um, you know, uh, so, but they've, they've got so many holes in that lineup, you know, is, is Luke Voigt gonna, you know, is he gonna come around? I was high on Frazier. He's struggling like hell. Um, Urshela has been one of their more consistent players, maybe their most consistent player. And, and I, I feel good about him. Torres was starting to come around and, um, you know, the unfortunate, you know, uh, COVID positive test for him, you know, can he get back to going? He, and he doesn't have the power. I, you know, I haven't seen the power. You know, but that's okay. Like, then start hitting some gaps, and we can see yeah. some doubles or whatever. Yeah. You know, no doubt. So, yeah, I have, I have, I have similar concerns that you know, come October, and and I also think, Mike, I didn't think this was going to be an issue, but I think this is going to be a very interesting division. Uh, other than the Orioles, I think I don't think this is going to be just a cakewalk. Um, that it might have been at Boston. I didn't think they were for real. Maybe they. Maybe they are. I don't know. I still wonder about some of their pitching, but, um, you know, and, and, you know, in Toronto in there, and there's Tampa again. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. No, I'm with you. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a fight to the finish. There's no doubt. Toronto, man, they are so much fun to watch as well. Scott Petoniak, at Scott Petoniak on Twitter, scottpetoniak.com, the longtime insider, author, uh, TV contributor, and more Rochester Business Journal. Go get all of his great work. Uh, covered the Buffalo Bills for decades as well and, and all of his books on the Yanks and uh, everything that he's done. The content's been amazing. Amazon.com, uh, online, elsewhere where books are sold, in your local bookstores, go pick up all of his books uh, in addition to the Yanks and uh, the Bills and everything else. Forever Orange uh, is available as well. Scott, thank you so much, man. Hey, Mike. It's always a pleasure. Love it. Thanks, man. The ML Sports Platter brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Liverpool Physical Therapy, Ken's Auto Detailing, and our great friends over at Camillus Golf Club. Go play Camillus if you're in and around Central New York and the great state of New York. 18 unbelievable holes, championship quality, terrific views, awesome greens. Stop in for a burger and a beer afterwards. And oh, by the way, they've got Under Armour apparel as well, quarter zips, polo shirts, you name it. Go to play Camillus Golf Club today an ML Sports Platter sponsor. Thanks again to Scott Petoniak. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Discover here. 
to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. You know when you order a new video game or a golf club or a blender and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable law. See dealer for details. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.